This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's November 1st, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. The day before yesterday, at about 3.15, Anne Arundel County police responded to the M&T Bank on Blair Drive in Odenton in reference to a fraud complaint. And a bank employee had said that she felt that a male subject was attempting to force a female subject to withdraw money from her account. Police arrived. The officers confronted the male suspect who fled the bank but was apprehended a short distance away. And when they spoke to the woman, she said that the suspect did threaten bodily harm to her and her children if she didn't take him to the bank and withdraw the money. Based on that, Jermaine Anthony Ricks, 32 of the 8100 block of Mead Village Road in Severn, Maryland, was arrested. He was charged with robbery, false imprisonment, extortion under $1,000, theft under $1,500, and resisting arrest. Also up in that neck of the woods, yesterday at 1.30 in the afternoon, officers responded to a shooting in the 7700 block of Twin Oaks Road in Severn. And the gentleman that called 911 was identified as Donald John Bucalo, and he stated that he had just shot his daughter. When officers arrived, they did locate Bucalo on the front porch, and when they checked the house, they did find an adult female identified as 32-year-old Michelle Bucalo suffering from a gunshot wound. Fire personnel arrived. They attempted life-saving measures, but ultimately the victim was pronounced deceased at the scene. Mr. Bucalo was taken into custody. Homicide detectives responded and have taken over the case. It is still very fluent. If anybody has any information, please call the homicide unit at 410-222-4731. Bucalo has been charged with first and second degree murder of his daughter, Michelle Lynn Bucalo. Follow this if you can. Late Tuesday afternoon, the Board of Regents for the University System of Maryland made a decision on the future of University of Maryland President Wallace Lowe, Coach Durkin, and Athletic Director Evans. The decision was Lowe is out. Durkin and Evans, come on back and coach football. It's all good. And yesterday, as expected, lawmakers, students, parents, players, and pretty much everybody else in Maryland said, oh, hell no. Also, later yesterday, they came back and said, Durkin is out. Governor Hogan put out a statement saying that he was troubled by it. He admitted that the government has no right to influence the decision, but they are going to hold them accountable for their decision. He did encourage the Board of Regents, as well as President Lowe, to reconsider their decision and to schedule a public hearing to address the issues in an open and transparent manner. Maryland's Comptroller Peter Francho didn't mince words either. Governor Hogan was a little bit nice. Francho said, this is an embarrassment to the people of Maryland. By putting this man back in a position of authority over young student athletes, the Board of Regents has sent a very clear message that the safety and well-being of kids doesn't matter. Character doesn't count, and the reputation of our state's flagship institution is irrelevant. At day's end, for all the pious rhetoric about the memory of a young man who died due to the gross negligence of others, it all comes down to money. Count me out. As long as this is the culture at College Park, and as long as DJ Durkin and Damon Evans remain on the state payroll, I've set foot on the University of Maryland campus for the last time. This story is evolving as we speak, and we do not know the future of Athletic Director Evans, but at this point, Coach Durkin has been released, and we don't know whether Wallace Lowe will reconsider his retirement. 
I wanted to update two stories. Yesterday, we reported on a shooting at Ben's Drive in the Eastport section of Annapolis where a young man was shot. Unfortunately, that victim did pass away as a result of his injuries after being transported to an area hospital. He has been identified as Corey Johnson, 27, of Annapolis. The police do not have a suspect, and they are urging anybody with any information to please contact detectives at 410-260-3439. Last month, we brought a story to you about Mark Toms, who was a teacher at the Mary Moss at J. Albert Adams Academy. He was arrested by Anne Arundel County Police and charged with various sexual abuse charges against a minor. The Capitol is reporting that all of the charges related to sexual abuse were dropped on October 25th. He just now faces a few misdemeanor charges. Upon the allegations surfacing, Toms was removed from the school, so he would not work with children. When he was arrested... He was placed on a paid administrative leave. According to Bob Moser, the spokesman for the school district, Toms will be reassigned to a new position today within the school system, but he will not have contact with the students until this is all adjudicated. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. It's Thursday, so you want to stay tuned for your Maker Minutes, and Trevor is standing by with that. And also, if you've got a few minutes, check out the Maryland Crabs podcast which is going to release at noon today. We talked with the Annapolis Dragon Boat Club and two breast cancer survivors, two warrior women, about their struggles, about the Annapolis Dragon Boat Club, how it has helped them, how they're looking for help, and how they might be able to help one out of the eight women that are affected by breast cancer. One of the deepest episodes I've ever done. I encourage you to have a listen. With all that said, hang tight. We also have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast, and he's coming up in just a minute. Hi, Kristen Fleckenstein here. For 20 years, I served as the communications director for the state's attorney's office. I know it takes someone with strength and integrity to lead the office. Four years ago, voters overwhelmingly elected Wes Adams. He took over an office that had become dysfunctional and lacked trust. Our communities wanted better than what Ann Lytus had to offer. Wes overhauled the office, instituted training for staff, and worked with Governor Hogan to upgrade technology. The results are lower crime rates and safer communities. This race is too important to be based on partisan politics. It's about who will do the job best. That's why county police endorsed Wes Adams and why he has my vote. As a lifelong county resident and registered Democrat, I'm confident Wes will do what's right for our families. Join me and vote Wes Adams for state's attorney. Authorized by friends of Wes Adams, John Spencer, treasurer. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, November 1st. Yesterday was amazing for the end of October with sunshine and highs in the upper 60s and lower 70s for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County. And today will likely be that much better if you're into sunshine and 70s, as south-southwest winds will help drive temps up even more today than yesterday with highs in the 70 to 75 plus degree range. And the good news on top of that is that rain with an approaching cold front will likely hold off until the late night and overnight hours of Friday morning. So expect one more totally dry day today before clouds and rain dominate the skies Friday, though it'll be warm again with highs 70 plus degrees before the cold front moves through to the south and east late Saturday morning, allowing skies to clear Saturday afternoon with much cooler and more normal highs near 60 degrees with breezy winds of 15 to 25 miles per hour behind the front. 
And at this point, Sunday looks really nice with sunshine, lighter winds, and cooler temps in the 55 to 60 degree range. And don't forget, we fall backward into daylight standard time at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. So counting today, only three more days left for it to be light out past 6 p.m. Okay, that's it for today. Be sure to download our free weather app on all of your devices by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather so you can always stay weather informed or follow us on our website at dmvweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Enjoy this last day of amazing weather before rain returns tomorrow. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Imagine your child saying, guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked teachers why. Our innovative educational approach spans indoors and out with challenging academics that inspire and engage. In our small classes, we are able to find the learner in every child from preschool to eighth grade. See for yourself as St. Andrews hosts an open house at its Edgewater campus Friday, November 9th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 today. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Makers Minute, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace. Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. Saturday, the National Electronics Museum in Linthicum is having their quarterly workshop, this time featuring a theremin electronics workshop, followed by their Electronica Music Fest, a day of knob-twisting, pitch-bending, sound-shaping, and visual exploration of music. Also Saturday, the Baltimore Museum of Industry has their BMI STEM Festival, an afternoon full of hands-on activities as part of the Maryland STEM Festival. The Baltimore Museum of Industry is also hosting the Blue Collar STEM Conference on Monday, an all-day conference discussing the relationship and importance of STEM outside of our traditional four-year college paths, including manufacturing, healthcare, construction, government, education, labor, and military. On Sunday, the WOW Learning Center in Glen Burnie is having their Science of the Groove at 11 a.m., followed by a Family Tech Lab at 12.30 as part of the Maryland STEM Festival. And speaking of the Maryland STEM Festival, it's still going on all this week, featuring over 500 events from all around Maryland. From makerspaces to libraries to schools, all kinds of groups are participating. Check out the Maryland STEM Festival website for more information about the events in your area. There's over 50 events at locations all around Anne Arundel, Calvert, and PG County alone, involving model rockets, drones, Legos, learning to solder, snap circuits, and more. Go to MarylandSTEMFestival.org events for more information. Tomorrow at Art Farm Annapolis is their Friday Make It Night. This time they're doing watercolor jellyfish with Lindsay. Learn to make a watercolor and ink jellyfish with one of Art Farm's residents, Lindsay Elizabeth. Lindsay will walk you through different watercolor techniques and give you plenty of practice time before diving into making your own watercolor jellyfish. No experience required. This week at the Clay Bakers in Annapolis, on Saturday there's two clay turkey handprint workshops, and on Sunday there are two handmade clay ornament workshops. At the Anne Arundel County Public Libraries this week, on Saturday at the Maryland City at Russet Library is Bristlebot Challenge. Bristlebots are tiny, simple little robots made from things like toothbrush heads, motors, and batteries. There will be a Bristlebot Construction and Racing Challenge, and you need to register by phone to participate. Also Saturday at the Serena Park Library, the National Capital Radio and Television Museum will be teaching Morse code in a fun-filled program about the invention of telegraphy and innovations in radio during World War II. On Wednesday at the Eastport Annapolis Neck Library is Block Coding. Children in grades 1 to 3 will learn how to program their own interactive stories and games using the Scratch Junior programming system. Also Wednesday at Discoveries, the library at the mall, the temporary library set up at Annapolis Mall, is Challenge the STEM Mids. 
challenged midshipmen in STEM strategy games and activities. Also at the library this week, today at the Eastport Annapolis Net Library is STEM Challenge Tuesdays, and Saturday in Edgewater is their STEM Open House. This week at Unallocated Space in Severn, on Saturday, Unallocated is celebrating their 8th anniversary with a huge party. Lots of food, drink, good people, and music, and they may even whip up one of their signature fire tornadoes to celebrate. At the Pongo's Learning Lab and Coder Kids Club in Crofton this week, tomorrow they have a hand-lettering crash course for adults, learn about calligraphy and classic hand-lettering with Larson Lane Lettering, and on Saturday they have their Retro Games and Robots Night, featuring retro game systems and emulators as well as some robots to play with. On Saturday, the Patuxent Lapidary Guild, just off of Defense Highway, is having a class on chainmail jewelry, featuring Byzantine and Romanoff styles. Students will make one project in Argentium Sterling Silver Rings. You'll have the option of making a simpler Byzantine bracelet or a more complicated Romanoff bracelet and earring set. This week at Annapolis Makerspace, on Tuesday, is our monthly Fusion 360 3D Design Workshop with Russ. And as always, Mondays are for woodworking. And you can catch me every Thursday night for Electronics Night at Annapolis Makerspace on Renard Court. You can find links to all these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.